What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to the ReSimply podcast. We have our guest, Tony Javier, today. Um, Tony, how you doing? Doing good, man. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing well. Just uh, trying to take in this beautiful weather, man. It's usually by this time of year, I'm in the south. It's wet. It's like a wet blanket outside. And right now, it's it's perfect. So Nice. Uh, Where are you located again? I'm in Charleston. So right on the Charleston. coast. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, I'm in San Diego and it's been gloomy for about six months now, which is why we're here. We, uh, you know, pay these nice little taxes to have the sun and all that good stuff, but it's been literally cloudy for the last six months. It's been the weirdest thing. So glad you've got some sun out there though. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's been so nice. So well, cool deal. So Tony, tell our guests a little bit about yourself and kind of what you got going on. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been in the business a little over 20 years now, started, um, with, Finding an infomercial on TV called No Down Payment by Carlton Sheets, which uh, I'm sure you've heard of and a lot of people that are old school have heard of. He started teaching people back in the 80s, I think, and 90s on how to buy properties with no money down. Um, and that's pretty much what I did and still do to this day, actually, is uh, using other people's money to buy properties. So, um, you know, being 21, a college kid waiting tables when it said you can buy properties with no money down and they showed all these examples of people doing it i'm like there's no reason i can't do this too so i ended up buying a course for 200 dollars on tv and uh within let's see i bought it in april of 2001 um, and then closed on two properties september of 2001 so 9 11 basically and um got my career started in birds. So I, I bird the first 10 properties I bought. Um, so I, I would take a chunk of money that a friend had that we partnered with. We would buy, take, I think it was like 60,000. We would buy a property for, let's say 40, we'd put 20,000 into it, refinance it, get all the cash out and just keep repeating that over and over. And, and we did that for, um, you know, the first year or so. And we, you know, we were able to do about 10 properties and uh, we had several hundred thousand dollars in equity just in the first year so that's when i realized real estate was a way to build wealth very quickly at and i was like 23 years old with you know hundreds of thousands of dollars in equity and properties and um just realized how great of a business it could be and um so grew the business for you know 10 11 years before um i kind of hit a, a not even a plateau i kind of kind of did one of these and just kind of hit hit a you know rock bottom mentally because i i was working 60 to 80 hours uh, 80 hour weeks and um, within a 30-day period i had to let go five all five of my team members um within a 30-day period and i'm like what am i doing wrong because that's the second time it had happened and so i ended up hiring a coach that he had automated his business and wasn't working in it and i'm like there's no way you can do that how can you not me with buyers, not me with sellers, not me with contractors, not deal with investors and have a good sustainable business. Cause I thought I had to do all of that. Right. Because, you know, we feel like we're the best at what we do and we need control of it and all that kind of stuff. And then we hire support people to just help with it. <clears throat> and so, you know, um, within about, I don't know, three years or so, I'd work myself out of a job, which was great. I hired good people. I put good systems in place. I, you know, just made a lot of moves that I couldn't have done on my own that I had to find through a coach as well as some mastermind groups I started being a part of and, um, you know, got myself to where I was only working a few hours a week, 
uh, in my real estate investing business, which I still do to this day. I don't spend a lot of time and we flip a lot of houses, uh, you know, every year. Now I live in San Diego and my business runs in Wichita, Kansas, uh, which is great. I get a, you know, live in a great place uh, like San Diego, which is usually sunny and then get to invest in the Midwest, which is uh, good and inexpensive real estate. So um, I flipped over a thousand houses over the last 22 years and, you know, kept, um, you know, a decent amount of those as rentals and still continue to uh, do that uh, to this day. I've got a great team that, that runs the business out there. And um, now I get to concentrate on uh, opening up other businesses and potentially looking at buying some other businesses here in the near future. That's awesome, dude. That's a, that's a really cool story. So the first thing I want to touch on is the coaching. You know, when you saw that you had let letting go an employee is probably, especially if it's not necessarily their fault, is probably one of the hardest things in the world to do. You know, I've always valued hiring somebody, you know, their livelihood, they're wanting to entrust in us as business owners. So you found a coach that I'm assuming had a business model that you like. And one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given was find coaches or mentors that have lifestyles and businesses the way that you want lifestyles and businesses. You know, if you wanna be the guy that works 80 hours a week and is on all the phones and, and doing it all, there are people to teach you how to do that. And then likewise, there are people to teach you kind of how to build your business the way you did. I'm assuming that's kind of what it was. Yeah, I mean, I hit a pain point. That's, that's really, I mean, anytime I look at big pain points in my career, there always was something good that came out of it. And so just one of those things where it's like, man, I, I've tried so hard to make this business work. It's not because of a lack of effort. So it's like Tony Robbins says, like, if you're not getting the results you want, you have to change your approach. You know, if the approach you, you what you, you know, it's kind of like insanity. If you keep doing the same thing and expecting different results, then, you know, it's just going to create insanity. So yeah. And then it, it was actually just good timing. I don't know if I was necessarily looking for it. I think I just kind of put myself in the right position by going to seminars and things of that nature. And that's where I, where I found them. And, and, uh, you know, I, I can't say that they gave me any ash earth shattering advice. Yeah. It was more just the model. It was like, yeah. it's possible, you know, Roger Bannister running the four minute mile, you know, nobody thought it was possible until it happened. And all of a sudden there's, you know, there's, you know, still people probably weekly to this day that are, you know, breaking the four minute barrier. So it was really just, and that's what I like to kind of spread the word. I know some people may just be getting started in real estate, but even if you are getting started in real estate, you still have to look at it as where do I want to be a year from now, two years from now? Do I want to be working 60 to 80 hour weeks or do I want to figure out how to work smarter by learning lessons from people that have been there? and um you know work a balanced 40 hour week because you know I, I own multiple businesses only work a few hours a week in that one business but i still overall only work a 40 hour week now is my mind on sometimes at night and on the weekends and things of that nature yeah but still i i'm able to to step away and not feel like the business is going to fall if i'm not there in fact i went to uh, hawaii a couple weeks ago eight full days from thursday to um it was basically 10 days where i left my phone at home and had no contact whatsoever with work and there's no way i could have done that 10 12 years ago uh and most and most entrepreneurs can't do that um yeah. and if they did they're they're you know a lot of things would fall apart so i'm very fortunate to be there and i that's kind of the, one of the big words i like to spread is how to run business with leverage you know we leverage money all the time right people yep. leverage other people's money on transactions but what a lot of people don't understand and teach is that you can leverage your time with other people with systems 
um, and just making smarter decisions. Um, you know, for instance, like even from a marketing standpoint, which we'll probably jump into a little bit is a lot of people, you know, get started with texting and cold calling, which is fine. But when you look at it from a standpoint of how much time and energy you're going to find deals through those platforms, what if you could do inbound marketing where people are calling you? So you're not having to every day talk to people. And if you, even if you're outsourcing it, still managing those people. And then even if you have people that are doing that, you still have to evaluate the deals and you have to go through three to four times as many deals on an outbound campaign as you do when people are calling you just because the quality of lead. Um, so just looking uh, from that perspective and, and, and I made a big mistake a couple of years ago, starting a business that used way too much time and money. So even that learning that lesson of like, okay, I did that now, next time when I open a business or I invest in a business, how can I put as little as possible into it and get a high output, whether that's money or time. Um, so it's just a different way of looking at uh, business and the way you do things on a daily basis. That's cool. Yeah, and and you're right. Inbound versus outbound marketing. We've built my my personal investing business. We built everything on inbound. It was too much the texting, the cold calling, the chasing, and you know we have established a brand and everything comes in. And I talked to people in my mastermind and and other investors. And they're like, well, how'd you get this deal? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, the guy saw my truck or they, as a referral or every, everything comes to us, which A, your bandwidth's better. B, those conversations are 10 times better than they are cold texting or cold calling somebody. Yep, 100%, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, think about it. If, if you're having to convince someone to sell, um, chances are they're probably not super motivated. And if they are there, you still have to like break that barrier. You know, like, who are you? Like, even when I get a text, like, I'm like, who are you? Like, I have no idea who you are. And even if I, every once in a while, respond to one just for kind of fun or, or there might be someone that responds with something like how to make money doing something. And I'm kind of interested and I just, I'll text them back and then I'll stop the conversation. Cause I'm like, I don't know that they're credible. And if I had to spend a lot of time trying to figure out who they are and, that kind of thing. I just, it just not, it's not worth my time. Whereas when people call you and they're saying, Hey, will you come make me an offer? That's way different, way right. different. You don't have to convince them to look at your, look at their house. You, they don't, you don't have to convince them that, and depending on what the marketing method is, the credibility of, of them calling you and saying, I want to do business with you. is just, it's, it's night and day. You know, you have to go through less leads, you have to spend less time at the appointment because you're not having to get, again, build as much rapport. Yep. You're probably going to negotiate a better price because again, you're, you're, it's a more quality, serious lead that you're not having to convince that you're the real deal. And we actually had a deal um, the other day where we had someone call from our TV commercial and uh, they took a, uh, an offer $10,000 less than our competitor. And they said it was because they'd seen us on TV and they knew who we were, whereas the other person they didn't know. And um, they could have gotten more money, but at the same time, they didn't know if they could close or not and yeah. didn't know if they were legit or trying to scam them, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's just, uh, again, another way to work smarter as opposed to harder. Absolutely. Let's talk some TV. So I know that's something, you know, you're doing a lot with and helping a lot of investors uh, throughout the country and, you know, also doing it yourself. How did you get into the, the TV marketing channel? Because I know three years ago, maybe less, nobody was talking about it. 
Yep, 100%. So 2012, so 11 years ago, it's kind of weird how things happen. Like things just kind of line up, you know, when you look at some different things that happen in your life. And I ended up going to this um, networking. I wasn't supposed to go to this networking event, actually. I, I was very sick and I told my friend, I was like, I don't want to go to this event. And he's like, you know what, just go have a drink. And, you know, you've been sick for a little while. Maybe it'll help you, you know, that kind of thing. And so I went to this event, I ended up meeting this guy named Brian, um, and we ended up hitting it off, became really good friends. And we are to this day still. And uh, a year after, about a year after we met, he met a guy randomly on a plane in Vegas and, and the guy, they became friends. And so he introduced me to him and said, Hey, why don't you come to a poker game? So we go to this guy's house, his name's Cody. So we go down to the basement and I see these two guys, you know, across the way. And I'm like, those guys are on TV. I'm like, that is super cool. You know, they were just business owners that had TV commercials, but I was kind of starstruck in a way, you know, like, oh man, that's so cool. I'm playing cards with these guys that are, you know, on a TV commercial. So I ended up sitting next to one of them. His name's Chad. And I said, Chad, how are your TV commercials doing? And he's like, man, we're doing millions of dollars a year off uh, from our TV commercials. And that's all the marketing we do. That's all we have to do. He said, you know, people tell other people they see our commercial and people call directly and, you know, just telling me everything about it. So I start drilling him with questions and he's like, you know, those are questions that my media guy, Drew, could probably answer for you. So, uh, so me being me, Monday morning, first thing I called Drew and I said, hey, I heard you're the TV guy. Tell me about it. And he's like, you know, based on what your avatar is, I think we can probably get you some pretty good rates. He goes, let me call some stations and, and negotiate some rates for you and I'll get back to you and, you know, about a week. So he calls me back in about a week and he said, Hey, got some great rates for you for a few thousand bucks. We can get you hundreds of commercials a month. And I'm like, man, that's really inexpensive. I direct mail. You can spend five to 10 grand pretty easily on a direct mail drop, if not more. So I'm like, you know, I'd always wanted to be on TV. Let's do it. And so within 30 days, I wrote the script. He produced the commercial. He made it super easy for me. Um, and that was 2012 when I launched my first commercial. And uh, it's been the best lead channel over the last 11 years. It's been the most consistent. It's, I think, pretty much every year been the number one from an ROI standpoint. And then there's all kinds of other benefits I'll jump into uh, here in just a little bit. But, you know, over the years, people are like, just like you said, a few years ago, um, you know, I joined Collective Genius back in 2015. There was only one other investor doing TV at that time, Brad Chandler. Some of you guys may know him. He was everywhere. He was national when he was doing that, right? Well, he started with TV locally and then eventually he ended up doing a national SEO campaign, which I'm not yeah. sure if he's doing that anymore, but, I uh, so. yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember he, when he, cause he would send me stuff in Charleston. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then investor fuel, I joined investor fuel two and a half years ago and there was only one other investor doing TV in that whole group. And for those, of you who don't know who that, who these masterminds are, it's some of the highest level investors out there doing usually doing anywhere from 50 to hundred deals a year, maybe even more than hundred deals a year. And, you know, some of the, the brightest of the bright in the, in the business and they didn't even know about TV. And so, um, a few years ago, someone convinced me, they was like, you know, if TV works in your market, it would probably work in other markets. And so he convinced me to put together a program to show people what I was doing. And I was like, you know what, rather than showing people what I'm doing and just giving it to them and letting them do it on their own. Why don't I talk to my media guy who's been doing TV for 25 plus years and see if he wants to help real estate investors implement this marketing channel by putting together the scripts we know that we've worked uh, over the years and tested and tried. 
by buying the media, calling the stations, negotiating like he did for me, producing the commercial, basically doing 95 to 99% of the work. And so we launched that almost three years ago, about two and a half to three years ago. And it's just, it's crazy because every time, almost every time we plug it into a market for another investor, it works just like it did for me. I've spent a few thousand dollars my first month and I made over 30 grand in my first month. So I was profitable month one, which is hard to do in any business or any marketing yeah. channel. And the same thing is happening with the people that we're helping implement TV for in the first 30 days, they're typically getting at least one, if not multiple deals under contract. And it's just totally changing the game for them. You know, the credibility you get from TV is, you know, second to none. When people know you're on TV and just like I did at that poker game, I'm, I'm an introvert, but I ended up talking to Chad and treating him different because he was on TV, right? When you go into people's houses, if you're the one that's on TV, I haven't been to an appointment in seven years, but I can remember going in people's houses and going, you're Tony from TV. You're actually here, you know, just like I'm Pat Sajak or something like that, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, TV, I could go on and on. It helps your other forms of marketing just because of the credibility. You know, you can raising private money is a lot easier when people know you're on TV, the conversations from them and anybody you do business with is a lot easier. Um, I mean, I could go on and on about the benefits, but it's been something that's been great for us. And I just love that I've been able to find something above and beyond some of the other things that we've done. They can really help grow and scale other people's businesses and just really change it for them. You know, we, we worked with investors that have just started out, which were a little bit choosy on that, but we'll, you know, if we feel like the investor's right for it, we'll take them on, but we've taken investors that, uh, had trouble texting and cold calling and we're doing a few deals here and there to, I actually just had a guy um, in a market. He's only been with us four months now. He was having trouble finding enough deals to keep his business going. And he, he plugged TV in and he just had to pause his commercials for a couple of months because he had too many deals that he was working. Um, so just, you know, things like that, that's like, man, this is like, this is, you know, I get kind of goosebumps thinking about it, how I was, you know, been able to take something that I've done and help other people implement it and really change the game for them. And then, you know, there's some uh, investors we worked with that were doing three to five deals a month that have gotten closer to a hundred deal or excuse me, yeah, five to three, three to five deals a month that have gotten closer to 10 deals a month because of the amount of volume we're able to get them from uh, TV commercials. So, you know, we talked about inbound versus outbound marketing, and I think pretty much everything we do now is inbound. And so you have people calling you, asking you to do business. It's just a game changer over you having to beg and convince people to at least get an offer from you. Yeah. Um, and it's just completely changed the game. That's awesome. So it's, does the TV commercial, do the people call directly from the TV commercial or do they go to your website? Like, cause I know when I did billboards and we, we had a little bit of success with billboards, but it was extremely expensive. The one thing that was weird for me about the billboards is that it, it, it was to drive people to your website. It wasn't directly to, Hey, here's your number on the billboard, call it. Unless you had something, um, like a, a vanity number that was really easy to remember. And so are the TV, like, are people calling directly from it or is it a, a mix of all of it or what's kind of the main goal? Yeah, it's a great question. So we have a full formula we have with our TV commercials. And one of them is the way that we um, position our phone number and our website on the commercial. And so um, statistically, about 80% of people will call, which is what we want. Uh, because if people go directly to our website, we feel like they can kind of get lost. 
or if they type in the wrong web, you know, type in one letter wrong or, you know, forget what the website is, then they'll try and Google you and, and then they find your competition, you know, that kind of thing. And even if they find your website, if there's one thing missing on your website or something that doesn't grab their attention enough for them to call you or to fill out the form, then they're lost. Whereas if they call you, you've got their phone number, you're gonna have the caller ID and you can, if you have a good enough team, you can follow up with them, you know, if they don't leave a message or even if you do, get them on the phone and you know you don't get them to, to schedule an appointment right away you can follow up with them so um, we like to drive mostly phone traffic but it's going to happen where people just want to do more research um, before they give you their information gotcha and that's and that i like that a lot better because that was one thing about billboards you know i would sit every month and go through my presentation from the company and they're like oh well look at all the traffic coming to your website and then we were having stuff optimized and I'm like, well, it's not converting, you know, and, and I'll take some of the blame for the website, but also, you know, there's a phone number, there's stuff for people to call. So I, I definitely like that TV can drive direct phone traffic, which I think is important because you want that phone number, you want the data so you can follow up with these people. Yep, exactly, exactly. And so you guys help turnkey kind of the TV model for people? Is it they pretty much just got to go into a studio and shoot? Like what's what's kind of if somebody's wanting help with the TV commercials? Yeah. So when I launched this, I looked at it because I've had so many different service providers. I said, what would I want? If I was provided this service, what would I want? And I would want it as easy as possible. Real estate investors are so busy that even some we do 99% of the work for and that 1%, it's hard for them to get that 1% done, even if it's just filling out a little paperwork. And so, you know, we already have the data. We know what scripts work well, because we've tested them with us over 11 years. And now we have over hundred real estate investors, um, about 115 real estate investors that are using these that we know have been proven in other markets. So we put that together for them. We have uh, very similar schedules we use for our investors. So we know it shows work really well. So we'll go negotiate with the stations it take us you know a week or two to to go to the stations give them our formula get rates negotiate with them make sure they're getting the right rates and then uh once we do that then we set them up in the studio once they approve everything that we put together set them up in the studio to shoot the commercial usually it's on a teleprompter so it's super easy um they don't have to really memorize anything yeah within you know the the footage is sent to us and we you know within all of that uh time frame produce the commercial and do everything on the back end within 30 days, we can have someone on the air. We've actually done it less than three weeks before because someone wanted it and we got it done. But uh, usually 30 to 45 days is what we typically tell people um, just to be safe. But yeah, we just make, you know, we we do all of the hard work. Cause if you think about it, even Brandon, you're a smart guy and we've got to have a lot of smart investors try TV commercials on their own. But think about it, if I'm like, Brandon, go do TV commercials. Could you do it? Absolutely. But it's like, who do you start calling? Who do you, you know, once you start calling people, do you trust the, the rep, reps at the station that they know what they're doing? You know, and I'm sure you've talked to service providers where they're like, oh, I've got the perfect thing for you. We can find you tons of buyers. And it's like, yeah. you weren't listening to me. I'm looking for sellers, not buyers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just training them on what your avatar is. Um, and then you have to figure out what to say in your message, which is only 30 seconds. You have to, you know, be on the right show. So even if you find a representative that's really good that gives you customer service, it's like, are they going to really buy the right shows for you? And we've tried expensive stuff and we've tried cheap stuff. And luckily we found that the inexpensive stuff works really well. Whereas 
if you call a representative, they're going to want to tell you, sell you the expensive stuff because it's harder to sell and they're going to make more money off of it. Right. Yeah. And so just being able to take something like TV and put all the pieces together with a company like ours really dials it in. And the great thing about what we do is it's not easy to do. So like, uh, even if I just said, Hey guys, TV's great. Not many people are going to, are going to be able to figure it out. And so that, that makes the competition much less. I mean, think about how many people are texting and cold calling in your market and even doing now Google PPC and buying leads and things of that nature. There's typically probably dozens, if not potentially hundreds doing those marketing methods, any one of those marketing methods. Whereas if you look at TV, I bet you there might be one, maybe two investors in your market doing TV. Um, chances are they're probably doing it with us, but um, there's so much room for more people to come in. Like even Charleston, for instance, I mean, you could probably have five to 10 investors on TV because if I remember right, I think it's about a million people between Charleston and the surrounding areas that yeah. you can hit with TV. And if you have, even if you have five people, that's you know, 200,000 people per investor that, you know, is marketing on TV. Yeah. Um, so again, I could, I could go on and on about, you know, you know, the benefits of TV and everything, but, uh, think about when people are doing, can you model people and do what they're doing a hundred percent? But if you can go against the grain and figure out what people aren't doing that works, that's where the magic happens. That's where, um, what they call, you know, the blue ocean is, you know, you can go to, into a bloody red ocean where everybody else is, but if you can find a nice blue ocean where not many people are, that's, that's where you're going to thrive the most. Yeah, I, I agree. And I can attest that, uh, you guys are operating in Charleston and I'm friends with, uh, with Zach, who, who you guys work with and he's had success. And I think he had success pretty quickly. Um, from what I understand, I think he's been with you guys over a year. He's done, he's done two $100,000 yep. deals from TV and he did them in the first, if not four months, six months. Yeah. No, I, re I remember him and I were at a bar one night having a drink and he was telling me about it. And he was like, yeah, we did like a hundred thousand dollar assignment within like two or three months of, of turning on our TV commercials. Yeah. So, super cool. And he's young. He's in his young twenties, man. Yeah, and yeah, no, he's, he, he's a hustler. And so you talk about buying shows. So is that kind of what you guys, the demographic of people watching certain shows at certain times, those kind of things. And that's what, cause when I did, and again, so I was trying to understand, I've done some radio. You didn't really buy shows. You just bought the amount of commercials and they kind of wedged them in. So in TV, are you able to buy specifically for shows and things like that? Yeah. So um, actually we can do radio as well. Um, what we do is we promote TV a lot, but once TV works, then we start people with radio because they work really well together. And then, yep. and then add billboards eventually if, if that's what they want to do. So, but to answer your question with, um, with that, um, TV, hundred percent, you can dial in and people, um, I'll kind of give people a, a tidbit. If someone tries to sell you streaming, run away, not saying it can't work, but streaming is so new and you can't really buy specific spots because the way that it works, you get so many impressions. They'll put you in a bunch of random places. So the great thing about TV is when you get a schedule is they will show you how many spots you're getting on what show you're getting how many people are watching, what the price of that commercial is, and your cost, they call it CPM, which is basically cost per thousand. So it'll say, you know, this week you're getting five commercials on Jerry Springer. I'll give you, uh, give you a little piece of our formula. 
Um, <laughs> here's the cost of each commercial. Here's the total for that show. And here's how many people are watching. And it's cool because you can see uh, what your cost per view is. And I'll just ask you this question. I'll, I'll, I'll see if you get even close. With a thousand postcards, the cost is about $500, right? About 50 cents a postcard, give or yep. take. Might be yep. a little less, might be a little more. Cost per thousand for TV. How much do you think it costs for every thousand per people that see your TV commercial? If I had to honestly take a guess at it, I'd probably say between 50 and $100. $5. Wow. $5. $5 in most markets. So now granted, it's not something in their hand, of course. It's not something that's as targeted, but think about hitting a hundred times more people with a channel that is more credible and that is going to be impressed in their head. People who have postcards, yeah, they can keep them and they might call you later, but what do they usually do? They throw them. They're like yeah. another annoying postcard. With TV, are they gonna be like another annoying commercial? Maybe, but still the credibility is there because you're in their living room almost every single day. And the other great thing is you're hitting people that aren't necessarily on all the lists. Yeah. Right. Because if you're competing with lists, you have hundred people texting and cold calling. You have another, you know, 20, 30 people potentially hitting those lists with postcards. Um, it becomes very, very clouded. And then, you know, you hit people that maybe coin aren't quite on a list yet, or maybe getting ready to be on list because they're getting ready to fall behind on their payments, or they're getting ready to inherit a property, or they're getting ready to have a vacant property. You're hitting those people before anybody else. And so, um, we actually get a lot of people that call us from uh, a stack of postcards. So even if you are marketing and you hit those same people, we've had a lot of calls from a stack of postcards. We're like, we have 10 postcards here and we called you and only you because you're on TV. Like we have no idea who these other guys are. You know, I, I just love it that um, we can hit people that aren't on our list and then even people that are on our list. It just helps build the credibility that when we do hit them, um, from direct mail or something of that nature that uh, we're able to increase our return on those avenues because of that. In fact, we had someone the other day that um, uh, Googled us and then was coming into town and they ended up hearing our commercial at the same time. And so I'm not saying we got that deal 100% because because they they saw our commercial, but I can tell you that it helped with the conversation, that it helped probably my team put the contract together quicker and we may have even gotten a better deal on it right so anyway like i said i can go on and on about this stuff it's 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 i'm super passionate about it and i think it's one of those things that not a lot of people talk about and if you if even if you look at other industries like car dealerships there are, it's going to be you know there's a lot of car dealerships on tv that's obvious you know accident attorneys i think are, are one of those that you know there's a bit of competition but if you look at most industries, there's not a lot of competition in most industries. You maybe have a couple investors on TV. You may have, you know, HVAC companies, you, even that, you, you know, you may have a few on the air, but when you're hitting millions of people, uh, it's, it's really not much competition. So, um, and, you know, a lot of people think that TV is, is going away because people are streaming. Well, if you're hitting a lower income demographic that doesn't want to spend money on streaming or doesn't want to spend money on cable, you can hit them with TV that they're getting for free um, and hitting that lower income demographic, which is another reason the TV works well is, you know, even, even if the population is going down a little bit from TV, there's still, I think it's like 40% of the population still watches regular TV at least three hours a day, right? So that's a big, big amount of the population. And a lot of those people are over 50. So 
um, if you look at it from that perspective and that they're lower income, it's just, it's just a beautiful way to market. Yeah. I, you know, he, I, I, I laughed in my head when you said, if somebody tries to sell you streaming run, uh, cause my billboard company, that's what they tried to sell. And I was like, in it and I was like, man, it should just run. But you know, when you think about TV, I think about my parents, both my parents, uh, my dad's in his fifties, my mom's in her sixties, their TV is on constantly, you know, and they, yep. and they are the. They are your typical person, you know, they're not going to sell They're It's going to get passed down to us, but they own it free and clear. They've inherited the home that everything that lines up with what you're going to do and, you know, hitting as many of those people as possible, but they fit that demographic of who's going to watch your television show. You know, when it comes to streaming, you're probably not buying a bunch of people's homes who are streaming anyways. You know, I think of my mother-in-law who tries to, we try to teach her how to use a fire stick and it's it's pretty tough. So they go back to whatever TV commercials or whatever TV they're watching. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I used to, uh, you know, I did acquisition seven years ago. I'd go into people's houses and their TV was on. You'd yeah. go during the day, you'd go late in the evening. They always had their TV on. It was always playing in the background, whether they were cleaning or washing dishes or you know, playing with their kids if they were young enough to play with kids. It's just, it's just when you grow up that way, that's just what happens is, you know, you grow up with TV on. I grew up that way. I mean, I, I don't watch as much TV, but, uh, you know, uh, even, even, you know, my age, we, we grew up when we, uh, came home, TV was on and always playing in the background. And, yep. you know, we watched dinner or we watched, uh, you know, TV while, while we were eating dinner and, and then, you know, even Saturday mornings, that was, you know, three to four hours of TV before we'd go out and play and do stuff, you know? So, um, I think it's, I think it's going to be here for a while and it's going to be something that, you know, 20 to 30 years from now may change a little bit because the, you know, people that grew up with TV are kind of going away a little bit and streaming becomes easier and things of that nature. But, uh, uh I think it's going to be here for a little bit. For sure. And, and you talked about competition earlier and you used our market, you know, it's roughly, our tri-counties, you know, just under a million people. Does TV, is, is it kind of like the fast food model where, you know, you have McDonald's, Burger King, whatever, they're all in the same corner, they're all in the same spot, they don't run from each other. You know, is it similar to where if, if there are multiple investors on TV and they're talking about, you know, this service or what they can do, does it kind of lend cred credibility to the industry as well? You know, for the, for the homeowners, like, all right, there's, five people talking about this, you know, there, there must be something to somebody buying my house for cash and it must be, you know, something legit. Does that, you know, kind of line up with the same thing? Great point. Absolutely. People um, ask that question quite a bit. Well, you already have someone else in my market or we know somebody else running TV and it's like, okay, are there five or 10 people running TV or is it just one or two? And, you know, even if it is five people, just like you said, like, the thing about any marketing is you the message has to be heard so many times for somebody to act. So if you have multiple people running TV for the same thing, then it's more likely that someone is going to act sooner. Now, there's a potential you could help other people's commercials because they may see someone else at the time that they're willing getting ready to sell. But at the same time, it could be the other way around. So I think to your point, the more people that are on TV, now there's obviously a saturation point, but... Um, you know, if you have a few people on TV that are, that have that message, you're getting into their head more about selling their house for cash. Um, so it's more likely for them to act faster. So I think it can definitely, 
they, they can definitely help each other for sure. Yeah. And you can, and it's going to be like any marketing channel, the first to answer their phone, first to go on the appointment or make the offer or provide the service, regardless of if they call two or three people, you're still, the better you operate your business, the better likelihood you're going to have to winning the deal or, or, you know, buying the house. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's what I mentioned, mentioned just a, you know, a bit ago is, you know, we've gotten multiple deals where people have said, you know, we got a few offers. Yours was 10,000. I think the most we've seen is like 15,000 below the highest offer um, where they've gone with us and said, you know, we, we've gone with you because we've seen you guys over the years on TV and we feel like um, we know who you are and that you're going to close. Whereas these other guys, we just didn't have a great feeling about them and we have no idea who they are. We're meeting them for the first time. So it does, uh, it does hand itself and, and making it easier for sure. That's cool. Yes. I, I think I definitely think for people that can make the budget work, it is, it is a marketing channel that's not saturated and competed again. I mean, I, I, I talked to a guy, I take my kids on a bike ride in our neighborhood every night. And there's these two houses, they're both abandoned and, or I thought one was abandoned and I saw a guy there the other day. So we, we rode our bikes down and talked to him. He's like, yeah, I get postcards and letters and this and stuff all the day, all the time. He's like, I'm just not selling. You know, and, and it, but you, you hear it all the time. I get all these postcards, all these letters, all of this stuff. And it's like, how do you stand out from it? Yeah, exactly. And, and like I said, we've, we've actually gone in houses where they had a stack of postcards. It wasn't even one of ours. They didn't even have our postcard, but they called us from TV and they're like, we have a stack of postcards here. We didn't call any one of these companies, but we saw your TV commercial and we called you, right? Um, because it is clouded. I mean, so many people are sending postcards and text messages and, and we do postcards too. Um, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad, bad way to market, but when you can do things, um, that people like better and that aren't going to complain about, I mean, think about it. If you're on TV, it's not like someone's going to call you and, you know, complain that you're on TV. Right. Whereas <laughs> yeah. postcards, you're going to get that all the time. Every direct mail drop you do, you're probably going to at least one or maybe a handful of people that are like, not very happy and probably one that's going to cuss you out that you have to figure out how to, you know, calm down. It's just, um, you know, it's just, again, it's, it's not bad to market that way, but why would you do that? And only that when there's other ways that you can, uh, market a lot easier. Yeah. So let's talk about size of the city. So let's take Charleston, pretty small market in the grand scheme of like the larger markets. You know, you take an Atlanta, Chicago, a Dallas, how much does it change, you know, somebody's ability to have TV commercials, budget, things like that, for somebody that is in one of the bigger cities? Yeah, great question. So, um, you know, like you said, bigger cities, you're going to have to spend more. Um, there's more population, you're going to have to buy more commercials. Um, that's just the way it is. For smaller markets, the reason I like smaller markets, which again, million people isn't tiny by any means, but it, in the grand scheme of things, it is considered a, a, a fairly small market. Um, could even maybe call it a medium size. The ad spend is it can be pretty low. You know, I, I've spent as little as $3,000 in my market. We're spending 10,000 a month right now, um, which is a lot for a, a small market, which is probably... Um, it's a little bit smaller than, than, you know, what your market is. So for someone starting out, I mean, I would say, you know, five to 7,000 a month in a small to mid-sized market is, is probably where you'd want to start. And the good thing about that for some people that may sound like a lot of money, but you're getting just to give you an idea for, I think the 10,000 we're spending, we're getting like 
12 to 1500 spots a month. I mean, it's, it's insane. We're seeing, we're being seen 40 to 50 times every single day from our TV commercials. Right. That's a lot. Um, and even, even some of the smaller markets like yours, I would say, you know, a $5,000 budget would get you probably close to 500 commercials a month, you know? Um, so you do the math on that. You're being seen an average of about 15 to 20 times a day. So the likelihood of it not working is pretty slim. You're getting a lot of eyeballs on your commercial to where the numbers, there's no reason, that sh no reason it shouldn't work. Gotcha. So, so the size, obviously if they're in a bigger city, it's going to be a bigger budget, but smaller markets don't hinder the, the ability to, to run the commercials. And so I do know people in some of the bigger markets have like partnered with other people and like a church, like they've, they've kind of done a, you know, kind of feed off the leads to the smaller stuff to help pay for it um, as well. You know, cause I know we've looked at um, with Sherrod at Resimply. I know we looked at doing Chicago or try to do Northwest Indiana, but I think it was Chicago was the the market yeah, um, yeah. that that it fed off of, and they ended up working out with somebody else to where both of them I think benefit from it. Yeah, exactly. So the cool thing about TV, and and and, and this could play with any marketing method, but you know TV reaches a pretty broad area, so. Some people will be like, I don't want to go an hour away or I don't want to go two hours away. Well, that's where some of the best deals we've done are. In fact, I partnered uh, partner with someone in a, a small town in Texas and, you know, we got a deal and she's like, I can't wholesale this deal. And I'm like, you know, this, this is a no brainer. I was like, let's close on it and wholesale it. So we ended up, we did two of these deals on what the, almost the exact same numbers where we bought them for 75,000 and uh, we ended up wholesaling them, meaning we just cleaned them up. That's I think cleanup is the only thing we did on both of those properties and we ended up selling it for about 150,000 each. So we made, you know, 60 plus thousand dollars on deals that were a couple hours away. Um, but what a lot of our clients are doing is if they don't want to go two hours away is they're partnering with people in those markets. So, you know, you can uh, either wholesale a deal or you can just pass a lead onto a deal and get a finder's fee and potentially pay for your ad spend that way. Um, we have several clients that are um, real estate agents that just from the deals they get from TV, um, they'll list them uh, or pass them on to other real estate agents and get referral fees and, uh, you know, pay for their ad spend. I've got one client that said he's actually a th somewhere between a three to five times return just from the commissions he gets from uh, the, the properties he lists from his TV commercials. That's on, that's on top of what he gets from his investing deals. So the, the thing about any marketing method is the more avenues you can have to monetize those leads, the better, whether it's, you know, fixing and flipping, wholesaling, wholesaling, keeping them as rentals. Um, if they're not in your area, you know, sending them off to other people that can do the deals and make money on those. And then referring deals that you can't buy to uh, real estate agents or listing in the, listing them yourself uh, and making money off of them. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where if you again, can dial in your processes, um, the more likely it is to work. So it's kind of interesting when people say a marketing method doesn't work when you work with so many people that are, are handling leads, you kind of see how they monetize them and work them. And you can just tell the people that have more exit strategies and have their sales process dialed in usually are at about a 10 times return on investment on their TV, if not more. And then the ones that aren't quite as dialed in, I mean, they're still, they can still be doing okay. But, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I love 
helping our clients with too, is just dialing in how to make more money off the leads that they're already getting. I've never even thought about the agent side of it because I'm sure there are listing leads as is type stuff that, or even retail, just full retail leads that would, would make sense for agents or people on your team or something like that. Just to, again, cover ad spend. And, you know, if you can cover your ad spend and then whatever you're buying is profit, then that's, that's a, that's a killer deal for the investor. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. We actually have some people that hired agents full-time just to work those leads that they can't take. Um, for us, we don't make a ton of money off of those leads, but, uh, you know, we, I can't even remember how much we, we probably do 10 to $15,000 in referral fees every year. Just sending leads off to, a, to, uh, agents and, you know, paying for a month, a month and a half worth of ad spend every, every year. So, um, the more, more juice you can, uh, squeeze out of the, out of the orange, um, you know, it all adds up over time. That's awesome, dude. So, well, Tony, that's, I mean, that's kind of all I really had for you today. I know you're a busy guy. Um, is there anything else you want to share for anybody else or the best way they can reach out to you, learn more about kind of what you have going on? Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, you know, we work with only so many people per market. So if someone wants to see if their market's available, um, you can go to remtv.com, uh, stands for real estate masters, remtv.com. Um, you can go on there, fill out your information, uh, book a call with us and we'll let you know if your market's available. Um, we can price your market out, let you know how much it's going to, how much it's going to be about how many spots you're going to get, uh, and answer any other questions you have. So, um, this is what I spend most of my time, uh, time on is just helping, real estate age, uh, real estate investors. We're actually helping real estate agents as well to get on TV and, you know, potentially get them on radio as well. And, you know, I just love not only helping people with their, their inbound leads, but also helping them, you know, automate their business and, and get out of their business as quickly as possible. So that's, that's something I like to work with our clients with as well as just how to, how to work smarter and, um, just leverage our community of 100 plus real estate investors that are really smart doing a lot of things that they can uh, plug into as well. That's awesome, dude. So yeah, everybody go check it out. See if your market's available and it's worth, you know, kind of digging into. And and uh, again, I think it's, it's it's definitely inbound leads, you know, are, in my opinion, the best that you're going to get in the industry. So, well, Tony, I appreciate your time. Next time I see you or we chat, I'll expect to see the pilot's license taken care of for that. So hundred percent. Hopefully in the next few months, I'll get that dialed in and get that taken care of. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, I appreciate it.